0: Hello, hello, hello. Greetings, humans. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Decode Podcast episode number seven. This one I'm bringing to you with my buddy, Jay, uh, Jason, JC. Goes by many names, but we just like to call him Jay. I wanted to have him on the podcast because one, he's a good dude, and two, he's a like-minded individual in the aspect that he has that entrepreneurial spirit, and he's Really on the grind, he's trying to make this thing work as a barber, and he we talk about all sorts of different aspects of it, you know, social media, um, how he became a barber, and with this barber craze that's been taking over um, men's fashion and a little bit of women's as well um, for the past five years. We talk about it all, and I think there's some really cool, helpful tips, not just for if you want to be a barber, but if you're if you're running your own business or you're just on a similar grind, I feel like this episode has a lot of little things in there that'll help you guys along, and especially to you, young young guns that are listening to this. Uh, there's a lot of things that I wish somebody would have told me, you know, growing up, starting a business, um, things about the social media platforms that you know some of us might not understand. Uh, we talk a little bit about Vero. That just popped up and everybody's getting on that, so hopefully this episode uh, gives you guys some useful information and is insightful and fun, so strap yourselves in and let's get into it. All right, dude, I think we're good. What up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jay JC.
1: Thank you for having me. Of course, O-D. man.
0: Uh, I want to tell the folks your full name. I know you like to go by Jay or JC, but just for the folks at home and also where to follow you, real quick.
1: Yeah, cool. Uh, it's Jason Castroreo. It's an annoying one. Uh, I go by Jay or JC on Instagram. The handle is JC underscore Barberpunk. Perfect. Um, yeah, so dude. What are it.
0: what ethnicity are you? Because you you're kind of like me. I think I feel like you're mixed. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Um, well, actually, that's funny. My brother just got his twenty three and Me results back. Oh, really? Yeah, like a month nice. ago. My sister and, got um, one of those. Same mom and dad, so I feel like I don't have to pay for it now. Oh, perfect. Anyways, uh, yeah. So we're we we always grew up thinking we were Italian and Irish, mm-hmm. which we are. But it was about a thirty percent Irish, um, and then a total of like almost 40 percent of italian mixes awesome so the, like liberian um italian sicilian that all totals up to a little less than like half so mostly mediterranean and then a lot of other i was gonna say like whatever. are you
0: so you it really like narrows it down yeah it, it, don't they have you have to like spit in a tube
1: for oh, like, i don't know yeah, i don't know what he did
0: no is it oh my cousin got one and we're looking at the instructions during christmas and i think it said like you have to spit in this tube but you have to fill it up like so much and i'm like dude you just need to have like i don't know a cake or some treats there so you can just salivate salivating yeah. into the i tube. was like my mouth would get so dry it's weird <laughs> i don't know uh i don't know why we're talking about spitting but I, yeah, is, know. but no, that uh yeah i'm um half well not half i'm scottish a little bit of irish i um, more so Italian That's all on my mom's side The yeah. white side And then my dad is uh, full bean Full mex gotcha. And I'm half I have the, the white first name Cody And then the Mexican last name Flores So it's, it works man It's been um, I always thought that was like a weird mix But I guess everyone I guess I just is, always assumed you were
1: Mexican Because yeah. you're Cody Flores And that's just what I thought
0: I do get I, Well I get a nice tan So that, that works out <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: it's always weird too because my sister,
0: um, she tans like brown, but I tan like Italian tan. Yeah, it's so weird how I tan stuff like that works out none at all. No, no? well, well, you got the tattoos now, so
1: yeah, that's mostly to cover the palest, see-through skin you've ever (laughs) seen in your life.
0: Do you notice like a color difference in the summer when? Yeah, I still get
1: um, I still get like a a you know like a it changes the tone of my skin for sure um you could tell it's darker and maybe more glowing i don't know like okay. golden from being burnt or oh, whatever kinda, i don't know but uh, cool, yeah though. i mean it, i get darker for sure it's yeah. just mostly
0: i just wasn't sure if it like affected like the. doesn't affect the ink but does it make it like pop a little bit more or anything during the summer or yeah
1: i think maybe? it changes it a little bit oh that's cool yeah well
0: um again sorry for everyone uh, that doesn't know this, we tried to do this one time before, but <laughs> my dumbass, the computer uh, didn't have enough storage. I, I accidentally deleted the audio, so we're back again doing the podcast, but you know, it's all good fun. Version 2.0? 2.0. 2.0. Yep. So you, uh, you're you staying busy, man. You are. Yeah. T- time is money. Um, for I want to have this guy on the podcast because he's been a good friend of mine for years. And I met him. Um, people on the podcast have heard me talk about emo night and we met there, but then we became friends through, um, like music, going to shows and, uh, the clothing, graph design, all these things that I've always done encompass, like we met through all of those, like the arts, I guess. Our culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our cultures like
1: the, the way that we live and who we decide to be around. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. and you're just... First of all, you're just a rad dude, but then also you recently have gone on this um, journey of becoming a barber. Yeah, And uh, I just really have loved your work that you have done ever since you got out of school and you've just been hustling and I really appreciate that hustle. And just I know other people can learn from this like podcast, and I know you have a lot from your backstory f- from where you were to how you got to where you are now. And it's crazy the amount of success that you gained over the such short period of time. Oh, thank you for saying that. Of I course, appreciate that. But dude, it's I know a lot of course is hard work, but that's why we're here. That's why we're here yeah. to talk about the story, man. So,
1: uh, yeah. So the the full time barbering story started about uh, a couple years ago, February I think exactly two years ago, and. Um, it was a decision at a point in my life when I had to make one, I had to do something um, for me, you know, 100% for me. I've been doing things my whole life thinking that whatever the result of doing that was going to make everybody happy around me and kind of solve the little issues that you have all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a me decision. It's a career based around you. Um, that was a lot of what I was looking for. Um, hard time working for people my whole life dude like to be honest it, it's a nightmare man. working for people it doesn't click with my mentality or my attitude or you know anything that i want out of a job i do not like making other people money and getting the shit end of that yeah you know doing all the hard work or whatever so i i mean i searched you know my soul i searched everything to try to figure out what in the world i could do that i would like and uh i think it it's something that a lot of people could like And for a lot of different reasons but for me you know yeah it just really filled in that void of um, working for myself having something a trade or an art that you can get good at having something that you can get better at all the time is huge yeah it gives you purpose every day you know it's so it's a lot of it filled in a lot of that stuff and uh, yeah so I decided to go to barber school that's awesome. A couple years ago, yeah. Real
0: quick before we get into the barber school yeah. side of things. I think that's one thing that I've seen definitely with friends, but also just people and kids in general. There's there's this fear built up of the unknown of of course, yeah. one not knowing what you want to do and <sighs> two if you're at a job being afraid to leave that job or possibly be in, unemployed for a few weeks but just like you know, really going for it and like what are some of those things that led up to the decision and yeah, what are some things that people can kind of keep in their headspace to first make off? Those
1: yeah, fuck fear that that is never going to get you anywhere. The only things that are worth doing are things that make you uncomfortable. Things that are going to scare you. You have to um, adapt. You're just not moving forward if you're comfortable with everything. So that's the first thing is obviously if you don't want to leave a job because you're afraid of what might happen um as far as your responsibilities and things like that um that can't be the main focus. You have to be focusing on what you're trying to get to and and if barber school for which for me was the first step, everything else has to come second. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like in at the, the end of the day they're all just jobs. They're all jobs. They're are so many out there? We're not
1: even meant to be here to work all day. No, I mean we're fucking humans, you know. Like <laughs> I know. I don't know what we're per- supposed to graze for food and kick it, you know. Like
0: I don't know what percentage of I mean, <laughs> our lifetime is spent on work, but way
1: too much. I'll tell you that. Yep, that's crazy. All but, right, man. Yeah, when you oh, sorry, when no, you no, do, no, when you do something that you love doing, though, I mean it, it is a lot less like work. It's a super mm-hmm. cliche, but it's fucking true for sure.
0: It, but I mean, I think that's the reward of those those sacrifices made to to do those sorts of things that that's the reward of that unknown leap into the unknown yeah so uh, especially into the unknown I know nothing really about um, barbering or barber shop school I just thought I've always really been interested in hair yeah Um, you know like us emo kids growing up always Mm. trying different styles and stuff (laughs) so of course with the the new barber movement that's been happening over the past like I don't know. Five years is when I noticed it. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Take me through, because we're gonna we're gonna stick with your journey, but we'll go on a, a general uh, topic. But I want to stick with you. So, so you started barber school. Tell us what that whole process was like.
1: Okay, so, yeah, just uh, I I just started googling barber schools, uh, figuring out what was around, what was nearby, um, and then kind of looking at how much they cost. Uh, things like that, but my main focus was obviously uh, something that accepted the GI Bill. I was in the army directly after high school, that's right, man. Thanks yeah. for your
0: ship. How, uh, long, how long were you sort of, in the army for?
1: Uh, four years right away, man 18 to 22.
0: Dude, what was that? Uh, sorry, I know I'm, I know we're going oh, off no, a side all right.
1: tangent. How, how was that for you? Insane. It was uh, an awkward time to join the army when I first joined, it was in August of 2000. Oh, yeah. shit. So you can see where that's going. Whoa, so yeah. I, I get to boot camp. I finish with that. I go to school. And then I get to my duty station in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly what month I got there. I want to say like March or April and then uh, of 2001. And then shortly ensuing, what, maybe four or five months later was September 11th. And when I first joined, Bill Clinton was president. There was fucking nothing going on. I was there to go kick it (laughs) and get some college money and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Bush got elected while I was in boot camp. And then that happened and, you know, on and on until the war was full blown within a year of me joining. So it was very busy the last three years. Um, I was fortunately at a post that was non-deployable, believe it or not. Like the one unit in all of Germany that was non-deployable and that's the one i ended up at just by luck wow so i was there working on training it was a training post so Mm -hmm. i was there fixing trucks and stuff for people there training and it was just a constant basis 24-hour operations but i was non-deployable i couldn't have been more thankful for that at the time you know seriously yeah it was crazy um i know so
0: one of our main um Close Connections is Adrian from Assuming We Survive. He was also in the Army. Was it U.S. Army? Yeah, we were both
1: in the Army. Dude, funny story. Uh, I met Adrian a a long time ago, but I met him after we were both out of the Army. So we're we're back here in California, and we're we're becoming friends, and we're getting to know more about each other, and, and a story comes up about boot camp. It turns out, dude, and the chances of this, I don't know how small they are, but they can't be big, is we ended up in the same exact basic training, same post, same unit, same oh. battalion in the same barracks. But but dude. one year apart. Oh wow. So he went in a year after me in two thousand one and uh I was in the same exact barracks going through boot camp that he was in a year later. Dude, we did same name. So it was it's ironic. It's crazy. Yeah, so we we bonded over a lot of things like that, but that was one of the first things and uh yeah, man, it was, that's crazy.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, again, thank you. And I guess that definitely helped with school and the GI yeah. Bill and everything like that.
1: Yeah, so I ended up finding the shop closest to me that took the GI Bill. Um, started doing all my paperwork. Just got everything going like you would for any kind of school or college or whatever. And um, yeah, you pick a date. Barber school's flexible, though, dude. It's cool because it it's kind of starts whenever mm-hmm. uh, you're on a 1,500-hour curriculum. Which is basically logging 1500 hours at the school under certain curriculum that you have to learn, you know. So you're just right. kind of there and you work on different stuff. Um, you so can't... you could sign up and start kind of right away, which is good for people. Um, and so I did. I started like, you know, three weeks after I signed up and did, did all my paperwork and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was how I found the school and that's how I got started. Awesome. What would be a good
0: like route for? Is, is there a certain route people should go to for choosing a school? Is there certain curriculums or things that barbershops or um, just other, other shops look at?
1: When it comes to barber schools, I don't feel like that's a real big deal. Like what school you go to, I don't think really matters. Uh, a big thing is being licensed. Man, you'd be <laughs> very unpleasantly surprised about how many barbers... Are possibly out there working without licenses, or don't plan on ever getting one. Yeah. Um, if you want to be a strict professional, if you want to do something with a career, definitely get the license, and uh, that's the main focus for the school. That's you the just need to be boards, there, right? Yeah, yeah. So you take a state state test, and uh, you get a state license, and man, there's nothing like having that it's powerful you know it's a state Mm -hmm. license you can walk in anywhere i'm state certified to work here people need that you know there's shops everywhere and they all need licensed barbers
0: it's a weird it's almost um it's somewhat similar it's not as crazy as of a process but in order to work at a restaurant you have to have a food handler's card card, yeah yeah and i did uh, that was my first job was i was working at bj's and i didn't know that and i was like i gotta go what where (laughs) but you know it makes sense because they teach you a lot of the
1: yeah, hygienics and it there, is. all that it's, stuff. So it's all it's all safety based stuff. I mean, the it's not to know you don't take a test and they judge how good your haircut came out. It's really to see that the process was safe, that you use your tools correctly and cleanly. You put things away where they're supposed to go. You never it's, really
0: think about the cross contamination stuff
1: dude, too. You and, can, I mean, yeah, you're. It's one of the very few professions left on the planet where we physically put our hands on people. I mean. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody touches anybody doing anything wow. besides doctors, you know, I'm saying I'm like, just there's, there's just not <laughs> a lot <laughs> of professions <laughs> <in> that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: The oldest profession. So, you know, you gotta be safe and clean and, um, that's a lot of what they stress on.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, so how long does that know- I know you said you have to rack up a certain amount of mm. hours, including your classes, I'm sure. So
1: yeah, you go to class every day or whatever schedule it is that you pick out and, um, 1500 hours takes like about a year full time. Okay. If you work out a schedule that's a little slower, or a little quicker. Um, I know people can graduate in about 10 and a half or 11 months, but uh, it is that 1500 hours.
0: Kind of all just depends on your schedule and how like dedicated you are to right. to doing the schooling. And I think that is good for people that are um, kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit right, and are driven in that way. And you, in a way, this that's... This is kind of a cool career because you, in a way, get to be your own boss. Like you might not own the shop and run that, but yeah, you know, you're in charge of you know so you putting go yourself both ways. out there.
1: Yeah, you can go uh, both ways. Yeah, it it is definitely a self career. I mean, even if you work for a shop, you're there working for yourself. Um, it's it's 100 on you to make money to get clients, get them back in your chair or whatever it is. But yeah, uh, you can very easily. It's one of the quickest paths I think to even business ownership. If you have that kind of mind and if that's what you want. Um, I went directly into booth rental into my first shop with no safety net. I said, I mean, I am either going to sink or swim is my mentality and there was no plan to sink. So I knew I was going to swim. I knew I'd be fine. So I just went ahead and started paying rent right away and try to retain clients. You know, you get the guys that walk in. If they want to come back to you, they like you. They want to come back. They'll make an appointment next time with you.
0: So that's how, how it normally works. It's kind of one of two ways. You can either run a booth with a shop right. and, hope you know, hopefully you have a following and that helps you build your yeah. clients and pay for your booth. What's the other option? You kind of just you can kinda hourly f- rate for the shop?
1: You do like a commission split. It would be like uh, if it's a $20 haircut um, or 25 is kind of the standard now. If it's a $25 haircut, you do like a 60-40 or a 70-30 split okay. where the, the shop would just keep, you know... A, a, percentage of it to go toward the doors being open the lights being on yep um and then you pocket you know so still i mean it's up to you if you do 10 haircuts in a day if you do five haircuts in a day it's you know it's going to be up to you how much you make um how many haircuts would you say you do in a day on average uh depends on the day of the week actually it really doesn't it's how many hours you have open so if i'm in there for a full day it's like a Ten to twelve haircut thing, and then if I am in for you know a five or six hour shift or something like that, it's like seven or eight haircuts. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a pretty average average day.
0: Nice. That's that's another. It's weird. It's just how my brain works, and thinking about just these odd things with jobs. Yeah. Um, because my mom uses she's a checker for Robertson, so that's one thing. With her working, I never realized and re- like ever really thought about how long she's on her feet for. And, you know, just standing there it hurts. and doing that. And at the same time, you guys are on that same kind of level with standing there, doing the haircuts, moving around, and you're trying to <laughs> deal with... Yeah,
1: it's, I, I tell people it's, um, it's a very physically easy job. I don't lift anything heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything very physically difficult, but it's extremely hard on your body. Um, like your
0: back, I'm sure. Dude,
1: your shoulders and your neck and your back take a horrible beating from well one just having your arms raised up by your shoulders all day kind of repeating the same motions yeah. and standing still you know you're kind of in the same spot for a long time and that's a little bit rough on the back and your knees and your feet and whatever so nothing's too hard but it is very hard on your body.
0: You, were, you Before the podcast started you were telling me like you know it's a good thing to go get massages and kind of yeah. work those things out but are there any things you're doing to kind of strengthen your back or your core? Yeah
1: i i well I have a insanely strict stretching and kind of, um, calisthenic routine that I have to do now. I mean, even I think just being my age, I have to do it, but I really realized it when I started cutting hair full time, when I was doing 60, you know, haircuts a week, your back and your arms and shoulders and everything. So a lot of stretching, um, I don't necessarily work out really, but every morning I have to do that so that I'm limber enough and ready to go. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to get going at this age. Uh, without a little bit of stretching and stuff, you know.
0: Oh man, you're still looking good, still in great oh, shape. Thank you, thank you. Of course. So right out of barber school, um, how long would you say it took you to find a shop or a place to work and kind of get your get your feet on the ground? I going?
1: spent the last month of barber school vetting shops and contacting them and talking to them. Um, maybe even a maybe even longer. Maybe the last two months. Uh, I had everything set up. I had several shops that I'd already talked to places that already wanted you know me to come in once I had my license um, I even got hired by a place that said I could start without my license so it was it was definitely something that I've been thinking about for a long time yeah I had a year over a year of barber school to think about it so I was ready um, so I immediately started working I picked the day I wanted to take a week off or something so the shop that I decided to go to I gave them a start date of a week after I graduated and Chilled for that week and is then that, went to work.
0: Is that the same one you're still at today?
1: Uh, that was actually the one that I worked at first for about two months okay. until I got my license. Because that's got another it. thing. You got to graduate and then wait for your license date. This is true. So, I'm not saying to go work in a shop without a license, but I wanted to get some cuts in. I needed, mm-hmm. I you know, want to get good. I want to practice. I want to yeah. get something going. So, I did. And I went to work uh, for a couple months there and then jumped into the... F- the shop that I wanted to work at that required a license. There you go, and
0: that's the one that you're at now, Corona exactly. uh, Crown yeah. and
1: Stash, Crown and Stash Barber Company in Corona at Dos Lagos.
0: I really like that place, man. It's a it's, it's very a nice eclectic. Shop. It's got that like rock, very feel punk to rock. It. Yeah. yeah. That,
1: uh, when I walked in, I knew I wanted to work there. There's Misfits posters everywhere. <laughs> you're yeah, you're Misfits <laughs> T uh, yeah, you got on there right a now. Misfits shirt
0: on right now. What's something that we're gonna go with two two ways? I'm gonna be talking to people that want to get into barbering and also just yeah. the average customer oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. for right now real quick in picking your barber shop to work at what do you look for
1: personally i looked for a place that was uh clean that looked nice that um i dug the the style of and you saw it i mean it's all punk rock it's yeah, all but it's very clean and very put together it's in a nice uh area in a nice shop you know nice little kind of strip not not a strip mall it's like a outdoor mall kind of like if you're from California, like a Victoria gardens or something like that. But anyways, um, yeah. So I looked for an ambiance that I liked and somewhere I thought I'd be comfortable. And, uh, that's how I picked that place. Yeah. Nice. And for men
0: and women that are listening to this podcast that, um, are into that style of getting your hair cut, you know, and haven't stepped foot inside a barbershop before, I highly recommend it. Cause like, I know my dad still goes to, like, super cuts. Right. But I still tell him, it's I'm like, tragic, you should... tragic, but
1: lots of guys still do, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, you guys should actually try and go in it because it's such a cool vibe. It's like, you know, you can... I look at it every month as a thing to treat myself because it's Absolutely. I really enjoy it. Yeah. In each of these barbershops, there's different ones, man. There's um, sports ones, some that'll give you, like, a beer while you're hanging out and waiting, mm. and they got sports on. They got other ones that are uh, way more classy. Are there any crazy ones that you've seen around the areas
1: uh dude they're starting to yeah they're starting to build shops with like bars in them you know like a like a bar you can chill at that's whether you're there to get a haircut or you're waiting for a haircut or not that's awesome Um, yeah so that's kind of a thing that i've been seeing uh everybody always throws around the idea that we would all love to open a tattoo slash barbershop yep i mean that's like a dream of every barber probably out there but um It's not really sanitary, and I don't I don't know how the laws would work. So that's probably why you don't see them. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, it is funny how those two
0: cultures uh, really coincide. Very
1: parallel. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, it's it's like I said, it's a lot the same. I mean, you work for yourself. It's it's art driven. I mean, obviously tattooing is is straight up art. art. Yeah, like literally art. Uh, I mean, I kind of feel the same way about hair, but it's it's not permanent, so there's obvious difference. You can always switch it
0: up. Yeah. But the, there are different, like, j- God, just the, the techniques and the different...
1: I won't say one's more difficult than the other, because I actually tattooed for two years. Nice. Yeah. Um, I wasn't good at it, but, yeah. I, but I did it. It was a opportunity in Germany when I was a soldier there. Dude, there everybody, everybody wanted tattoos, and we're in the middle of nowhere in mm-hmm. Germany, so I literally just mail-ordered tattoo guns <laughs> and told everyone I could tattoo. Real punk rock. And just started tattooing them, and I had never even done a tattoo before love it
0: i have um some equipment that i've had i've messed
1: around with i had you can draw so that that might actually work yeah i I can't even really draw that well i mean i have copy things yeah
0: i have these um these spurts of i just one i love learning and i love picking up new things like the podcast is one that i'm trying to stick with but also tattooing was one that i started and i love yeah um i think i'm still gonna try and i could totally see you doing that yeah
1: you should definitely do that I'll, I'll let you give me, me a little banger. Yeah. Do something there we on my go. hand or something. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to show you my leg
0: after we're done. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So now going, so we talked about choosing a shop for barbers. Now, for mm. people like, you know, we covered that there are different types of shops, but yeah. going into a shop, what should somebody look for? Like, Trying to mean, choose one to go to?
1: I guess a lot the same. Uh, you know, check them out online, give them a, a Google, check their Yelp. Um, you want to make sure it's a clean shop you know, if you can walk in and sense that anything is dirty, it's probably not, you know, the best shop to go to. I mean, things, things that are dirty are not going to be yeah. good on your skin. So, uh, I would just look for overall cleanliness in general. Um, when I look for a shop, you want to see that they don't have a bunch of bad reviews, you know, you want to check that out too. Um, and word of mouth is always, is always the best, I guess, you know, cause you can trust what people tell you. For the most part. Yeah. If they went there and got their haircut and they say, oh, I went and got a good haircut. Yeah. It's pretty trustworthy.
0: Also, don't feel intimidated if... Um, no, I know We talked about not. this before. Um, there are some... You know, you get some bad shops, bad eggs. You walk in there and you kind of feel like the odd one out. Because yeah. It's like, like
1: walking into a tattoo shop. Yeah. I mean, same thing. It's like, uh, you know, you kind of get that feeling where it's like, do they want me here? Uh, am I like do I look weird? Am I doing yeah, something wrong? You, should <laughs> Almost like you shouldn't feel that way. You definitely uh, want to feel welcomed. Uh, go somewhere where they, they're going to say hi when you come in and not everybody kind of acts like you don't exist. You know yeah. that, that feeling nobody wants. So yeah, somewhere that's friendly is always nice too.
0: Yeah. So give it, a, give it a shot people if you haven't gone to one. And uh, if you want to know, some of the, the tips on what not to do to your barber. We actually just filmed a little YouTube video that's up and you can find it on yeah. my channel, uh, decode design co, uh, or you can search Cody Flores either way. Um, it's going to be up there. So
1: there are some helpful, I gotta tips say there. you're looking pretty sexy after that cut. Though, oh, man. thank it you, was, sir. You look good. Uh, <laughs> Amber's
0: been gone for a month, but I know she's definitely going to appreciate it when she gets back this Saturday. So it's funny. She, she was giving me crap cause, um, she was like, "What? I leave and you get your haircut, <laughs> and I had to get glasses re- recently just for when I'm designing on the computer. Yeah, it my She's like, "You get glasses, you get a haircut." You're a and I'm different like, yeah, person.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, I just I just got glasses too. It's only been about a month. Looking smooth, man. Oh, is it nice. is it um, near sight, far sight, or what is it for you? Uh, Stigmatism, both eyes. Oh man. So it was just a lot of fuzziness. And headaches, dude. I mean, concentrating, cutting hair, and all that stuff. It it was giving me gnarly headaches. You know what and I mean? things were getting super blurry at the end of the day. So I've obviously I figured it's got to do something with my eyes. I went and got them checked them out, and I just need to wear glasses when I cut or whatever.
0: You know what I noticed also that I started doing is when I go to bed or every now and then, if you get home, get an ice pack for like a for your eyes, you know, dude, eye mask, yeah. and I do that. That's a great idea. And it's oh, total game changer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I started doing that, and same thing that we were talking about for... If you guys are graphic designers out there, um, I'm sitting in a chair most of my workday. I used to be a full-time screen printer, and I I was on my feet, so I was doing that, and then I switched yep. to full-time graphic design. So that's another thing that you definitely have to keep your core and keep
1: your back in good shape. Cause yeah, definitely.
0: it's been good now but before i was i was hurting too and
1: dude i have extreme lower back problems and uh my the stretching was was what does that if you have lower back problems i'm telling you there's a few stretches you can do if you do them every morning it'll change your life i was having sciatic you know terrible sciatic pain getting pain all the way down my leg and all i haven't had any in a while now so yeah yeah stretch
0: dude i was um i was talking to adrian uh for his episode and I was very surprised to figure out that he doesn't really work out either because he he jumps so high and does all these crazy moves on stage. I'm like, dude, he's crazy athletic. In in order to do that in general and sing and not be winded, I'm like, you got to be you you run. What do you do? And he's like, no, no. no." I'm like, I was really shocked.
1: And he's so like lean and muscular and like he's he looks like he's in great shape. I mean, he's 35. He's the same age as me. Yeah, we're like a week apart in age. And, uh, dude, I mean, we're both thin, but, like, I'm, like, f- like sloppy, like, f- soft thin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, just ripped, dude. I mean, I've seen him run, like, in foot races. He's just super fast. He's really like, lengthy, too. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm a little bit taller than him and a little bit more lanky even. But, yeah, he's just so, like, limber and just good to go. He doesn't do anything. That's
0: funny, man, because knowing, knowing all of these guys, like, uh, you know, Adrian from Assuming We Survive, and uh, you guys have been buddies for a long time, along with um, Dan from A Static Lullaby. Yeah. You, well, you went to school with Dan, right?
1: Yeah, I grew up with, um, actually, my first friend in junior high was Joe Brown, the Screamer. Uh, I had moved to Chino Hills, and I went to Joe's school, and um, he was the first person that I kind of got to know a little bit, and then uh, I met Dan in high school. He went to a different junior high. So, you know, we, we weren't super close friends in high school, but, you know, shortly after there, um, we all became really good friends and I kind of attached myself to them because they were doing things that were cool that I wanted to be involved in
0: music and all that. Yeah,
1: dude. They got signed right out of high school and started touring. Um, a static lullaby, obviously is who I was talking about and uh, yeah, it was, it was very intriguing. It was something that, you know, I I'd kind of messed around with bands in high school. I wanted to play. I wanted to do that. That was cool, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of latched onto them and, and you know, watered that friendship and started getting to go on the road a little bit and yeah. do different things, yeah.
0: We were talking before the podcast a little bit, and you were telling me something that was really interesting that I think would be good for, for kids to hear and just people in general, like if you want something, really go for it. If you want to be a part of a group, like, yeah. you know, kind of assert yourself not in a a dickish way or in in like a creepy way but there is a right way to do it and make friends with people and like you were saying go go ahead and take it away
1: yeah i think um yeah what what i was saying was you know surround yourself with with the people that you want to be around i mean and you kind of have to leverage that position for yourself nobody's out there looking at a crowd of people going oh you look super cool you want to come be my roadie like or my best friend or whatever no nobody's handing out anything. So it's kind of like make yourself available. Um, obviously, you know, be cool, be nice, be whatever it is that you need to be to be there. Yeah. And, uh, if those are, if that's what you want to do and, um, yeah, just kind of leverage yourself into the position that you want to be as a, you know, either a friend or if you wanted to be a tech or for me at the time, I just wanted to get involved somehow and end up on tour. Yeah. you know, So that's what you were doing
0: for a while there. You were, you were teching, you were,
1: um, I did never really tech for them. Uh, I'm I'm not the most technical person, but yeah, I mean, I did. It just, I, I wasn't like... You kind of did professional. I did whatever they needed help with, yeah. Yeah, you kind of like did, the ultimate roadie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just did like little jobs here and there and kind of yeah, just I, I, dude, worked you your way me, into the
1: scene. Catch me tour managing, selling merch, uh, you know, loading gear, just whatever it is, i is. I'll, I'll make myself available for all of that.
0: And I think that lesson is good for any job or any profession that you want to do like if you want to be involved in uh, okay tattooing was another one if you yeah. if you really want to do that and you are, have a shop that you're comfortable with first of all go and get tattooed at that place and then maybe you know start hanging out say if you can take out their trash if you can you know maybe sweep up yeah. a little bit here and there just, Absolutely. just do what you have dude, to dude, do to you know what in.
1: people don't say no to wanting to help you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you can't go in somewhere asking them for something but if you display that you're willing to do things guarantee one of those guys is going to offer you something put in the work if if you show up there and tell them hey like is it cool if i just take out your trash and sweep up and whatever and watch you tattoo you don't even have to explain to me you don't have to talk to me i guarantee after a day of doing that if they hadn't been talking to you they're going to start going okay come here and check this out yeah and they'll just tell you something you know what i mean like you know just be there be available be eager but don't be a dick of course. Yeah. Don't ask for things that you haven't earned, you know, be present, be yeah. humble
0: and really take the time to learn and appreciate and be in the moment too, because all of this is, um, really fun. And it's, yeah. that's the thing. Like it's life. It's, f- it. what we're to be. doing is fun.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and that's kind of the goal, man. I try it's to, all,
0: it's all part of that. Awesome try to, leap.
1: Try to be happy. Try to have fun.
0: Exactly. So you, you worked your way, um, into that into that scene and how how has that helped you or what lessons have you learned um that can apply to now being a barber is there anything that you can oh think of? yeah
1: <clears throat> definitely um i would say being able to play many roles you know being a chameleon like i was just saying being able to adapt to the situation and whatever it is is, is a super good tool to have and not being too stubborn to know that you need to change or that you need not not change but just adapt because you're not always going to be doing the exact things that you're good at or want to do but you should probably try to be good at everything you do so my goal is just always be able to roll with the punches to be transparent you know Um, adapt and survive Uh, that's like what I learned is that uh, especially through music nothing's the same in day in day out I mean there's no There's no strict protocol. So you have to be on your feet thinking, you know, figuring things out and, and like I said, be adaptable.
0: Another thing, like, I think this, again, what I'm saying kind of applies to any, any job, any genre, but what I have seen with, um, people that are barbers or, or hairstylists, there are always classes that people that are better than you will, will, can teach And, um, for one example, I saw that, um, Andrew, Andrew does hair. He hosts, um, things where he does little classes or, um, I think my friend Chantel Shamash, I think she's done a couple for coloring or they do YouTube. Just don't be afraid to learn. I think is what I'm trying to say for anything, because there's always something new that you can learn and better yourself,
1: especially in barbering in hair in general. I think, um, you know, and this isn't just about hair or any of that. It's, it, any of this advice could be applied to anything that you want to do. Um, but yeah, especially in hair, it's, it's a big thing to be continuing to learn. They call it continued education. Um, you should never stop doing that in that field. Um, or at least that's the attitude that you would hope that most barbers or hairstylists have.
0: And what a great like time we live in, too. And social media <laughs> right. makes it so easy to connect with different um barbers or different people in your yeah. in your field and you can kind of keep up and see what people are doing yeah um i love that what have you how has social media helped you like have you learned anything any new ticks or tips or tricks i
1: see stuff all the time that inspires me yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a daily thing which is really really cool actually um i connect a lot with barbers from other countries and you know I see the work that they do. It's obviously styles differ. They vary from, you know, big Island to big Island or whatever. And they look different and it's inspiring and it's cool. And it's something that you can always strive to, um, you know, mix into what you have going on. Yeah. If you want to, you know, be edgy or come up with some, you know, your own style, it's, that's important to notice. Yeah.
0: It's so crazy that, you know, like things like Instagram, I'm like, of course it's been out forever. And like, this is just such a, it's stronger than ever too. Yeah. Yeah. But like how it can connect you, like you just said, with people around the world. Literally today, I was talking with Marvin Indicate. Um, Marvin, so, so sorry if I butchered that that at name. But I followed a photography channel on Instagram. And all of a sudden, they posted his, like, his little gear layout. But what I noticed was that he had his Mavic drone looked like the Deathstroke
1: oh yeah i have a little death
0: stroke pop up there too yeah but i commented in i can't talk today either i commented and you know he's from another country and we were just chatting just about like nerd stuff and and photo gear and stuff and it was so cool that now i have a new friend Mm -hmm. all the way across the country
1: yeah that's
0: Uh, that's super cool all the way across the world actually um one of the new things that just came out was uh Vero, literally this weekend, dude. Me and you were like, you were my first friend. Yeah, 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 we're, yeah our we're our first yeah. yeah,
1: dude. Uh, just, yeah, I thought about that last night. I was like, oh, that's cool. Cody's my first friend on here. <laughs> have you? Yeah, Vero. Have
0: you looked on? Um, have you learned how to really use dude, it no yeah, It's kind of alien to everybody. Well, sure. But.
1: I mean, it, and everything is. I remember looking at Instagram like it was fucking rocket science. Like, yeah, and it's the simplest shit ever. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll, we'll catch on pretty quick. But no, I have not figured it out. I did post something. Um, just, to, I guess, to have something on there. Same, same. I hashtag some shit. I I think you're supposed to still do hashtags. Yeah. So. I think the cool thing about yeah. it
0: is you can post like your actual links so you don't have to yeah, like. Yeah, it's got a lot more versatility, it looks like. You don't have to be like, oh, link in bio, change your link and in And it's chronological, bio. people. Yeah, and it's supposed to cut down on like the sponsored right. ads. When I was looking at my Instagram today, it was so weird that now it hit more than ever. I noticed like, Almost every three posts, there was a sponsored, sponsored one. I was
1: like, "What the hell, dude?" Um, Facebook is just gone. Yeah, I mean that's totally lost. I don't even know what they're doing on there.
0: I don't know. I haven't really kept up it's with impossible. all that. But do you see yeah, the same
1: posts for days and days in a row, mm-hmm. but mixed in with new advertisements? Yeah, or even the same ones. It, if always, I've seen the same advert ad like fourteen times already, what? Why do I need to see it again?
0: It's always funny too because it's like you see you have maybe like 800 friends or so and i'm like okay <laughs> if i have 800 friends and i post this and i'm only getting like 100 likes like where where are the other people seeing it at no all it, or?
1: it reaches you know out of the 800 it reaches 70 of them it doesn't even Isn't go on weird? the feed of you know 90 percent of your your friends or followers it's I hate it's that. terrible yeah because then you you you
0: see those people like maybe later on you're like oh did you see my post and it's like you did i'm following you i'm surprised that you saw my post yeah oh man stories is another um fun thing that i've actually been trying to like incorporate more just do because it's so easy it is yeah um one of the things i want to do is start recording on my dslr but i'm going to switch my phone i think i'm going to get the galaxy um no eight or whatever i like it because it has a mini sd card in it Mm, so i could transfer it yeah, yeah it would just be so quick to do it on my Phone and I have quality footage. Um, that's another cool thing that barbers have been doing for really utilizing Instagram and all of these things yeah. into their profession, and it's another way to get clients and get people in your chair
1: for anything. Again, for anything, but yeah, barbering because you have a picture to show. You know, almost I mean, every day I could have up to ten. Yeah, but obviously, you don't want to post every picture you ever take or whatever (laughs) but uh, but. yeah so you do have new content and it's good for that um, but just using it in general for marketing is incredible I mean you can you can hashtag what you want people to how to find it or whatever you know you hashtag the people that you want and um, yeah it's cool I think it it works I mean I've noticed like I won't post I don't post often (laughs) I I need to utilize it better I need to learn how to use Mm -hmm. uh, social media in general better but I'll post something and you know within that half an hour to an hour is when i get inbox messages from people oh dude can do you have an appointment open this friday yeah can i come and see you on wednesday like that happens almost immediately within posting and then it wears off and then i don't get any direct messages of people just do you have something friday um you have to keep so up it, with it yeah so i think if i do get you know better at it and utilize it better it is good for that for sure it's
0: weird cuz it's it's one of those um catch 22 is because you know you have to learn these new social medias and you have to be good at your old ones you're on your phone so much yeah. trying to make something happen for yourself and <sighs> you almost feel bad just how it looks on you in general when you're out in the world because you know you have maybe older people that are looking at you or you know they're like oh these kids on their phones but it's like at the same time you gotta like subtly not give a fuck because right. you're just. Trying to run your business and do your thing. So, yeah. Um people that are in um relationships, I've seen this too. Um, it could be guy or girl, you know, that sees their significant other always on the phone. Try and there has to be a middle ground, I think, and understanding yes, they're on their phone a lot, but hopefully it's for the right reasons and trying right. to build a business because that's that's what's gonna take these days and you really have to be full in, like whatever you do. Your, your time yeah. is very valuable, and you have to make the most of it. But compromises have to be made with relation, all relationships. So. Yeah, of
1: course, of course. Um,
0: yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, what's what's new for you? Are you are you s- sticking in Corona right now for cutting hair? Is that kind of where yeah. you see yourself for like the next few years?
1: Um, I. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Years is a long time. I, I don't plan to leave right now the area. Um, I still have specific goals in mind uh, that I want to accomplish before possibly moving on anywhere else. And that really doesn't even ultimately mean out of the area. I I don't know exactly, but um,
0: in general, like for you for life, how far do you like plan or look ahead for just stuff that you do that you want to do for your own life?
1: Uh, it, right now, I seem to be focusing a lot on the next five years, because um, there's, there's a lot that's going to happen in those five years. So, yeah. looking past that, there is a vague outline. I can see a silhouette of what it, what I want it to be, and what it possibly could be. But in these next five years, there's so much that needs to be done um, that I'm, I kind of really focus on that right now.
0: It's kind of like next step is okay. Now you got to make your blueprints for to make those silhouettes form into something
1: yeah make them start to have some detail and Mm -hmm. and a little more shape or whatever you know but definitely um everything happens in steps but an ultimate goal and kind of a larger picture is good to have too one thing that i really
0: like that we talked about last time you were here i thought would always be a cool idea is just to kind of be that that gypsy on the road if you if you're being a part of a music festival and could have like a little place to like cut hair and be a part of like that whole scene. That would be pretty neat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think one of them we kind of talked about was uh was Warp Tour. That's very unfortunate that they're going to, it's the last touring year that they're having, but our speculation, I think that they're going to do like an East coast, West coast thing and stick to main cities. It's
1: the last full uh, country tour where they're going to do, you know, all those dates across every state or whatever, but, um, it, it in nowhere did it ever say it's going to be over, over, right? you know? So yeah, I mean, I could foresee there being five or six dates a year. Hopefully that'd be, awesome. that's kind of what i I mean, I'm just guessing because yeah. if you're not going to do the whole thing, then maybe just the major, major markets. And for that, it would probably give us maybe two or three dates that we could reach from the West coast and maybe two or three they can reach from the East coast. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. Is that so something- that's what I'm hoping for, but.
0: Is that something that you would still be interested in trying to do? Yeah, um, and tour I, and do all that. I and really, hack-
1: really want to have that incorporated into my life. So my goal, and one of the many goals inside there, is to to really just create the freest, m- most enjoyable life for myself possible. Um, that meaning, I want to be able to work where. Uh, I have opportunities and not have to say no to those opportunities because of being obligated to somebody else or whatever. So working for myself in that sense is what I want to do. And that would include traveling, special events. Um, I love going to show up. Like uh, I went to go do hair in Las Vegas for um, the metro station and assuming we survived show a couple months ago because they they just needed to get, they've been on tour forever. They need to get cleaned up there, whatever. So to me, that was awesome. I drove down there, just did some haircuts, kind of backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing a few a month ago, I guess, at the Glass House. I got to go set up backstage there and do some haircuts. That's awesome. Um, super cool. I posted a video actually on Instagram, which just kind of not documenting would, the little footage for the day with my that friend, would make yeah. for
0: some good uh, YouTube content. Is yeah, it maybe make YouTube like a little well. bit of series.
1: Yeah, uh, JC Barbering, I believe, on YouTube. I could be wrong. But I think it's JC Barbering is my YouTube page. But anyways, yeah, there's a couple little videos um, on there. But yeah, I want to do that stuff. I want to do the festivals. I can't say exactly, but I will be participating in some fun stuff this summer. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When, When will you maybe be, like, announcing, like, your future plans for the summer?
1: I believe it's, like, in a few days.
0: Ooh, awesome.
1: Yeah, the beginning of March.
0: There we go. Well... Uh, be sure to follow him on all the social medias, so you can grab that. If you know people are listening, again, I always want to c- try and continue to plug, just so people can kind of keep it in their minds. Where do, where can they follow you again?
1: Uh, best place, I guess, is Instagram, J A Y C underscore Barberpunk.
0: Cool. And then what about the new one, Vero? Where can they follow you there?
1: J Castorero. There we go.
0: Yeah. Nice man. So what else? What else is going on in life? What's new with you?
1: Dude, um, so I just got this crazy awesome news that my stepdad, who's this crazy dope pilot guy, um, he flew helicopters for the police department for like 30 years, 35 years, and retired. In the midst, he was getting his like airplane license, ended up getting his commercial license. He just got hired at an airline. What? So he's now a commercial pilot and i am an immediate family member. Oh boy. So I get to fly wherever mm-hmm. i want anytime i want. So that's, that's going to awesome. also play a big part into uh man, my mind blew wide open when that happened because i've been thinking about that i can i can fly out to new york for a day to do a job and come <laughs> so back tough. and it's still going to be beneficial for me <laughs> yeah. because i just have to i can fly for free that's awesome so I'm really gonna try to expand on that I'm gonna really try to start getting um, personal clients yeah. I want to have I want to be a personal barber to um, as many people that would like that as possible and you know being open to traveling like that could definitely open up some opportunities so yeah. my mind has been blowing smoke out of my ears I mean like I've just been going crazy the last couple of days trying to wrap yeah. my head around all the opportunities that'll bring but
0: definitely yeah um, invest in like a little camera or even just like your phone dude and like document no, no, those experiences is I it think that'd weird be cool. that
1: like i don't like taking pictures and like i don't like taking video because i don't i don't like the way it makes me look you know like to, no to it's to be so self-important dude. or whatever but um that's a tough part for me and that, that's why i struggle a lot with social media yeah. is because i don't want to come off as self-important and i don't want to come off as Um, the main focus of what I do, uh, what I do is for clients, uh, I want to have as many clients as I can have. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, um, but I got to figure that all out. Yeah.
0: A part of that dude seriously is one, it's your business, it's your livelihood. So that's what you have to think about. And, you know, yes, you, you can always do it in a way and make yourself not seem that, that you know, self important yeah. aspect of it, but I'm the same way, like trying to vlog and do that. It's so weird. Cause yeah. I have like a big old camera rig that I'm walking into like norms with, or just into target. And I'm just talking to myself yeah, on the camera. the camera and it's weird too. Cause if I'm filming like Amber, or if I'm just filming friends, it looks like I'm filming like a mini, like I don't know, TV series, reality or show or something. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you just have to keep in the back of your head. You know what you're doing. You know what right. content you're going to put out. But that also might lead to a conversation with a stranger. It's in like, hey, what are you? What are you recording? What are you? Right. What are you doing? That's what I'm most afraid keep, of. Keep, no, because <laughs> then you keep your cards in your pocket. No, I know, like, yeah. oh, I'm a barber, and you know, there, there's your pitch right there. You yeah. have a new follower. You have-
1: funny enough. I mean, with with what I do and with like the things I've done in the past, I'm very kind of socially awkward when it's people that I don't know. And people that I, I don't feel comfortable with, meaning if you look like you're going to be an asshole or if you look like, you know, something intimidating or something, I'm, I'm just personally inside. I'm very like reserved. I just don't want to I don't want to have to interact with people that I don't think are going to respond well to me because, I yeah. mean, you know, over the years, you you get the people who don't respond well to you that don't like what you do. And so after a while, it's like, fuck you. I just leave everybody alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a tough thing, dude, being out in public and putting yourself out there like that. Um, but yeah. it's definitely something I need to get over for yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause you will, you, everybody,
0: there will be you know haters or whatever you get in right. some negative, um, connotations with whatever you're doing. But at the same time, you just have to be confident in the work that you're doing, whatever it is. Yeah. And wh- just stick true and stay, most of all, stay humble in what you're doing. Don't, Be arrogant. Don't get a big head about everything. But
1: yeah, one of the truest things I've ever heard about. I mean, obviously, people are going to talk shit. There's going to be haters, like you're saying. That is so far on, like, so far down on the list of things that actually matter that it's almost crazy that people even do it. Like, it blows my mind that people go out of their way to be negative, to be negative, or to do anything to anybody else when I have so much to do on my own that I don't I just don't understand how that could be beneficial at all and it's so unimportant if somebody talks shit on whatever picture you posted or a a song that you demoed on SoundCloud or whatever you're doing it's so unimportant what they think it it just doesn't even matter at all like literally fuck the haters like it's (laughs) does not matter whatsoever
0: okay great cool yeah I mean dude
1: block them send them a middle finger emoji and fucking move on you (laughs) know like it just doesn't matter
0: oh man Makes the world go round, I guess. <laughs> right. Positive, negative. So weird. Well, dude, what i I'm going to loop this in and yeah. get my next thought. So I just saw this new movie, Black Panther. Yeah, Everyone's been talking about. I saw it. So incorporating it into kind of what we've been talking about, kind of the subject of today is barbering and hair, the main villain, Eric Killmonger. Played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he had the sick
1: dude. He was killing haircut. it. Yeah. Did you did, did you see the movie yet? Yes, I did. I went and saw it opening weekend on Sunday. Nice. Well, first of all, what'd you think of the movie? It was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Every second of it. Yeah, it was yeah. super cool story. Um, the amazing acting. I didn't want to. leave. It, everything was cool. Yeah. yeah, everything was awesome. Um, so, like, yeah, his the, haircut. They, his haircut was good. Yeah, it was his just
0: cool. Shuri's. His sister. I love like all her different hairstyles that they had. She was a good character. She was a great character. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. When she was like, when you said you were going to take me to California, I thought you were going to take me to like Coachella or Disneyland. (laughs) Coachella. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That was so awesome. So when you're, I don't know, is there a different type of hair that is, difficult to cut I, I don't really know what i'm trying to say
1: with it i know Be- what you're trying to say <laughs> no no no, not 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 with like is there black- hair that's just more difficult in general to yeah. cut to style and stuff like that
0: yeah or like oh this is this is okay this is kind of what i was getting back at is people that go in maybe they've seen black panther or mm. they've seen a movie and they bring in the picture right and they're like hey i love this haircut i love this hairstyle right but you know, there are certain things that, okay, it's not going to work for this person. Yeah, that's very true. How how does that conversation go? Because I feel like a lot of people don't know that um, face shape, head shape goes into right what w- what it's going to look best for you. What are some um, other side tips that might yeah. help people determine what haircuts are best for you? Bringing
1: them? in pictures is great. Uh, I, I love when people do that. I don't mind it at all because it really does cl- pa- like paint a really clear picture. Um, of what they're thinking anyway. Uh, so I do like that. And then immediately if I see that the hair texture or the amount of hair that my client has versus the other person or whatever it is that they don't match up, I tell them immediately. And it's very, it's a very simple, easy thing. It's just, hey, you know, you don't have the same type of hair as this person. Uh, your hair texture is different or you have thin hair or whatever it is. So it's not going to look when you style it like this photo. But that doesn't mean I can't give you the haircut mm-hmm. or a similar looking haircut. It's but just you just have to let to them the know. Tea. I mean, it's creating real expectations. I don't want to build anything up to a client. And then when you go to show them their hair, they're like, you just said I was going to look like Brad Pitt in 1992. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you know, <laughs> that that's <laughs> what you want to avoid is because then you're creating disappointment on your own. Like, yeah. You know, so just being honest and upfront, like telling somebody right away, you can't do that with your hair because of this. This not just like a dick, but telling them why. Um, and then moving past it really, you know, quickly, like, so I can definitely cut your hair like this. It'll look a little different, but I think it'll still be cool or whatever. Yeah.
0: And I think it might also be always important to kind of have that Rolodex of other people with similar like styles. So you can be like, Oh, well maybe not like this, but have you, have you tried or thought about like this? Oh yeah. I I, I mean,
1: recommendations always, I, I try to always at least throw out one recommendation consultation are people generally so,
0: pretty cool about that like if they do have to switch it up drastically from what they wanted um or do they usually, do they kind of still people go don't with have what they want to wanted? switch
1: it too dramatically it's just it's little things or even if somebody comes in that's been getting the same haircut for three years or 10 years or whatever and they come in and they're they got it down they're like give me a number one to a three fade cut a half inch off the top whatever they know their shit very i yeah. still find a way to work in at least one suggestion nice I don't care how well they think they know their haircut because I want to bring value to my service. And I think that that's a good way to do it. I mean, having something recommended that you may not have ever done before, or you did try it before and it didn't work. Then I get to learn more about the client's hair or more about them. Oh, you know, I did that one time and I didn't like it because of this and this and this. So now I know shit. If I was just going to do something in that area like that, I'm not going to do it now. Right. Or whatever. So yeah, try to make a suggestion, but um yeah give them what they want that's awesome
0: one of the other side things uh that i've found just as a dude uh trying to grow a beard um mm. <laughs> that a lot of people a lot of guys like don't even really like think about it and managing expectations because i've found out that i don't grow hair like right I don't know what area is. You're worried about the weirdest thing. I
1: know you've told me this before. Yeah, it's so not a big deal. But yeah, um, you you don't have a bunch of hair like below your bottom lip. Yeah, like you have yours is. It's it's like you shaved it out like a goatee, like you had shaved in. I don't know. Yeah, but no, I mean that's totally cool because most people shave that area because they're tired of that hair. Yeah. Anyway, and I I definitely, I definitely
0: appreciate that because like, ever since like you guys have said that, I've kind of grown to appreciate that because that's just like my style that's like how you have a full nice beard
1: yeah i wouldn't worry about it yeah
0: um one of the other cool things that other guys or you know girls because you can put it also in just your hair in general it smells awesome is um like beard oils and yeah. i've messed around i found just cool little recipes and it's really simple to make them actually they're essential oils. Yeah,
1: they they don't have a lot in, a lot of stuff in them at all. No. Um, so I
0: just made like one for myself. Oh, cool. And I really enjoyed like that's yeah. just a cool thing to do. That's and sick. even go into the different shops because there are different like bottles and different companies that yeah. have popped up now. So there's an array of products and it's one of those things. Treat yourself, man. Like, yeah. go into it go into a barber shop as an experience and
1: so yeah, yeah. I mean if if you want, I could throw out a free uh, beard lesson. Oh, yeah. Because people listening, I know that probably, you know, don't really. uh, If it's not something that's part of what you do already, it's helpful information. But I was just going to say when it comes to beard oil and stuff. So as your beard gets longer, uh, the hairs are longer. They're further from your face, further from the skin. What happens is like the natural oils that your skin develops to, um, you know, lubricate and keep the hair healthy and soft doesn't really reach the end of the hairs it it starts to maybe make its way like a quarter of the way down and you get that broken bristly um, wiry out of control looking beard that's what the oil's for yeah so the oil is to replace those nutrients and that kind of stuff that's going to keep it healthy looking and feeling Um, so what you want to do is go out and get some beard oil um, shower you know shampoo your beard preferably with beard shampoo they do make that it's amazing it always smells really really good But you can clean your hair, uh, your facial hair with regular hair shampoo. Um, And then when you get out, towel dry your beard. Do not blow dry it or anything yet. Just kind of towel dry it to where it's just damp. And then you want to put in like three to five drops into your palm. Kind of rub that around and just work it into your beard from the skin out. Mm -hmm. Go kind of underneath the beard and kind of work it in all the hair out. And then just comb it in. And doing that two times a week maybe three times a week if you're an extra dry person uh, is going to really change how it grows and how it looks and the way that you feel about it because it's going to be soft and nice it's going to hold a better shape than you're used to
0: what Um, about throughout the day um even just for scent wise would you say like is twice okay or is twice overdoing it like maybe once in the morning and then once before you go out at night or doing what like putting in a beard oil or or something no not uh, through the whole process
1: but just no i mean uh twice a week Oh, just in general. Yeah, just- so every three or four days you want to put some in after the shower. Okay. Um other than that, on the other days, you can use like a beard balm, you know, to keep it styled. And you can use beard balm after oil too. That's totally fine. Okay. But uh instead of doing the oil and a beard balm, you probably want to skip the oil every so often and uh just use like a beard balm, or don't use anything. I go dry all the time. Uh <laughs> if I feel like my my beard is it feels good enough and it's um, it feels healthy, then I won't put anything in it and just kind of, you know, wear it that way too. But you get it, you get that feeling more often when you do a routine of oil. There you go.
0: Yeah. Um. One thing, cause I don't want to uh, exclude anybody cause I've seen some, some chicks with some wicked cool short hair out there. Yeah. Have you seen any, have you been able to cut any, have any chicks yeah. been
1: coming to you for haircuts? Yeah, dude, I've done some, uh, sort of undercut, like, you know, they're getting like a,
0: because it doesn't have to be short hair. Like you said, the undercut's a really cool thing. Yeah, uh,
1: The kind of the, the side head shaved thing is sort of seems to be passing, but there's this cool like little area just on the back of your head in the nape area. There's about three or four inches of um, hair there that girls you can you know lift up. Say you lift up a ponytail and you just kind of shave off everything in the neck area. Yeah. You can do little designs in there. Um, And then you can drop your hair back down and it's completely covered. It doesn't look like anything is there. Or you could wear your hair up and you have a cool design. It's shaved. I've seen like those a little different. So I've done a few of those.
0: Yeah. I've seen like the mandala, you know, little
1: flowers that are back there. That's so
0: wicked and so cool. Are there very many? um, Have you seen very many female barbers
1: that are Uh, in the game or? There are female barbers. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously the percentage is much lower, but I would have to say actually that the percentage of the top barbers, the most popular, the ones that are just absolutely killing it are probably 75% female. Really? Yeah. Wow. So most of the people that I feel like are killing it that I look up to and that I follow and and really uh, use as inspiration are mostly female right now. That's pretty which wicked. Which is dude. pretty crazy, but they're, nice. they're cool, man. They fucking kill it. Good job, ladies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. And you know what? Just talking about, uh, I know we, we've kind of Talked about this in general throughout the podcast, but not being afraid to take the leap. And I know a lot of friends of mine, for sure, have had conflicts and with just pursuing careers and being ashamed—not being ashamed, but being scared of what their family and friends might. Yeah,
1: that's funny. That's that's literally exactly why I waited so long. Or at least I feel like I started late. I didn't go to barber school until I was 32 or 33, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it, and I started cutting hair in junior high. I started cutting my friend's hair. I was a barracks barber while I was in the army. I cut everybody's hair every Sunday, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and I knew I liked it, but I don't think I ever really considered, in all of those years of being lost, I didn't consider it. Uh, because I thought that it just, I mean, am I going to tell somebody I'm a barber when I'm 50? Yeah, You know, so I always thought that that was not going to be good enough. And what I didn't realize is that it doesn't matter what you do in life, no matter what the job is, a lawyer, a doctor, a barber, a gas station attendant, whatever it is that you do, if you're really, really good at what you do and you're passionate about it, all the reward is in it for you for yourself. You don't need other people's approval and you definitely don't need to be ashamed to tell people because if you're super good at something and if they're already going to know about it. You know what I mean? And if they don't, then what do they matter anyway? And if you
0: just are super into it and you love your work, you're going to be diehard. Can't wait to get into work that next day. Passion
1: bleeds, man. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I got one of the greatest comments of my life not too long ago, actually. And it was uh, just essentially just that. It said, you know, somebody told me, I can tell that you love doing this when I was done with their hair. Yeah. And just that little thing made, I mean, the last six months worth it or whatever, the heart, you know, the dedication day in and day out all day, trying to get good, never approving of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really made that worth it just knowing that the passion bleeds, that people can see that. Yeah. So I know I'm doing the right thing, you know. Definitely.
0: I think I'm, yeah. I'm kind of that same way. I've I've always been, well, of course, well, art has always been a part of, of me, and so the design thing, I'm very comfortable with doing that. But another big part of my life is I've always been, I was always that little kid with the camera, yeah. And like, especially making like little skate videos. I have a little VHS over here that says <laughs> sponsor me
1: tape. Yes. I didn't send it out to anybody. I remember it, making those with my friends. Oh, yeah. I know. So it was like
0: scooters, skateboards, and all that stuff. But I think that really translates and it's, it translates to today. And it's really cool because YouTube is such a big um, deal. I mean, you know, when I'm not going to try and like make my living off of YouTube, but there is a good platform for me to still practice those skills and I do love making little videos and little stories. So much fun, yeah. And I'm not I think going back to being weird about holding having a camera out in public. Um I think you know I don't want to have those fears hold me back or of what people think. So I think I'm just gonna like go for it. I'm just gonna make my videos and if it gets, you know, a little bit of recognition then great. Right. And so people at home if you're feeling the same way, don't
1: yeah, it's for you. I mean, that's the, I need to get over that too, as well. It's, it's, I definitely do. Um, but yeah, it's for you. Uh, those people aren't gonna be around when you post it or whatever, anyway. And um, yeah, just do it. Fucking do it.
0: And if you are having trouble with your parents, if that's like a really big issue with you, really do your research on what you are trying to do and approach it with a logical discussion, not an argument, especially if you are younger. A younger man or male, like you know, the testosterone's going, in you. I've had those conversations with my parents when I was younger about yeah. wanting to do a certain thing, and they just want the best for you, but you're so wrapped up in the passion and yeah. what you're trying to do, what you're saying comes out wrong, and they're not going to support you in that way. So if you have a level head about these things in your path,
1: yeah, they have people are going to support yeah. you and they're they going to listen. That's yeah, that's good advice. Yep, definitely.
0: Well, buddy, we're we're at about an hour, so yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna land this thing and head it home. Yeah,
1: let's do this so we can go work on my logo. Let's do it, man.
0: Ah. Um, one more time. Where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, Instagram JC underscore Barberpunk um, Vero J Castrero, Yep, and I think those are the only two I'm really gonna use. At least for now. There you go. Yeah.
0: Everybody, go follow him. Give him some likes. And uh, if you're in the Corona Inland Empire, or if you're from Orange County and want to make the trek, go do it. Go get your haircut. And as always, you can follow me at Decode Design Co. It's the same on Vero, Instagram, and YouTube. So thank you again, buddy, for coming out. Word. Thanks and, for having uh, me, dude. Let's go work on this logo. Yeah. Peace. And there it is, folks. Hopefully that episode was nice and insightful for you. Hopefully it wasn't too long. If you guys have any feedback for me on the podcast, um, please feel free to email me at thedcodepodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure you guys check out past episodes of the podcast. Listen back. Like I said, tell me what you think. If there are any guests that you think uh, could benefit from being on the show or that would be a good interview, feel free to let me know. Also, be sure to follow me again on social media. My Instagram is at Co, And it's the same for Vero. Uh, Facebook is the same, I believe. And be on the lookout for my YouTube videos. I'm going to be putting out vlog episodes. I'm going to be putting out little tutorials for design and for a couple other things. I like to travel too, so we'll have a little bit of that as well as stories just from my weekly adventures. So thank you everyone so much for Listening to this podcast again, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Let's stay weird, get creative. Here's a little track from a band called The Story So Far Empty Space. I'll see you guys later. Peace out.